Hello and welcome to Moonshot, a show by Peak15 that profiles innovative startups and inspiring founders and thought leaders who are dreaming big, making an impact and driving change across the region and beyond. We hope this podcast will give you fresh ideas on how to start and scale an enduring company. Content with their corporate jobs at a media company, engineers Anand Jain, Sunil Thomas and Suresh Kundamudi had little reason to start their own business. That was until they faced a data problem that frustrated them. They struggled to find a solution that could converge various data points to give them meaningful insights to engage with customers. This frustration led them to launch CleverTap in 2013. On this episode of Moonshot, Anand and Sunil speak with Peak15's Mohit Bhatnagar about how founders can build a product that adapts to changing markets and why it's crucial for co-founders to trust each other if they want to scale their business. Hi Anand, hi Sunil. Uh, you guys have completed 10 years at CleverTap, so congrats. So good time to reflect, good time to sit back and say, you know, uh, here's where we came from, here's where we're going, here's a few things that we've learned along the way that surprised us, didn't mm-hmm. think it would play out. Let me start at the very beginning. Uh, the original inspiration to actually mm-hmm. do CleverTap in the first place. Let's just have both of you respond to that. Why? Mm-hmm. Why did you guys start this company? So, I mean, we were colleagues at Advocate Team. And uh, the one thing we realized was such a, it was such a big challenge to uh, send anything meaningful out or talk to your users or customers, right? Uh, most of the times the data was in multiple silos. You know, there were no products that kind of worked together. Uh, you had to extract data from one product, you know, and feed it into the other. And we are engineers, right? So, uh, and when an engineer says it was painful, it's truly painful, right? So we thought there has to be a better way. We started looking for products uh, and uh, we couldn't find anything. And I think something kind of clicked, right? That, hey, this is, this is a data problem. If we could get all of this data in one place, and this is not a database problem. Like, you know, of course you can put everything in one database, but to make it actionable. So if you can get all this data in one place and keep on refining it, like, you know, for insights, for segmentation, you know, can you segment users based on their behavior, you know, what have, and in plain speak, it means what have they done, what have they not done, you know, like, like you would, you would know your friend very well, right? So I think bringing that data technology out uh, and saying, can we use this to personalize every communication, react to every user situation, and just give a better experience, right? with better experiences, people will want to kind of associate more, they want to come back, right. uh, just hang around like you know, with your brand, even if they're not purchasing something, they might just go browse. Yeah. So I think that was the original like idea. I think that was the starting point for us. And you were also sort of working with somebody else at Network 18. Yeah. And you guys, you had been at least at Burp before that as a founder. So also this element of, I want to get back to becoming a founder versus working in, you know, you could have mm-hmm. carried mm-hmm. on doing that quite happily. Yeah, I think, you know, to finish Anand's point before we get here, Mohit, like I think we've always like at least internally been driven by these offline examples. So this concept of if you know a person better, you can just have better conversations. You can anticipate needs, you can react. Your favorite restaurant you go to, you get a certain experience. So it was some of these things that is just not present online. And you can Mm. argue that, you know, despite of our 10 years, it's still not present online. So it's kind of this vision that keeps us going and and almost like that's really what inspired us uh, on day one. 
but your question you know there's a corporate job and there is a there is a founder entrepreneur journey i think anand's the true uh, spirit of entrepreneurship so he brings that uh, extra edge always mm-hmm. i think to to the dynamic between mm-hmm. the three of us i think it's this anand's uh, constant pestering like hey you know we, we we can do better bigger things in life that actually uh, made us you know take the job i think there was no inherent need to start something yeah, yeah. You know, it's not like you know. Hey, it's been four years. I'm feeling bored here. We were actually having a terrific time, yes. and no one was interested. And then right. that was the thing. Like we believed in the idea so much that we said we have to do this. Uh, and of course, like you know, then like Sunil said, like you know, I'm the one with the with the bug. Uh, you know, like I went to Sunil and said, hey, what if you know the cushy job goes away and the company car, and then you don't get uh, you know uh, comfort. And if it does not work, we can always go back to a job. Like sure. I'm sure I'll. be yeah. hired as a programmer somewhere like you know it's not um, not so bad uh but what if it works so i think the what if it works was the uh spark like you know we strong, so strongly believe in the idea that we think we can shape it well we i firmly it. believe in this like you know you can't do this part time you can't say on the weekends i will work on my next idea you Correct. have to quit your corporate job you have to quit whatever you're doing right right and then start the next thing like you know uh, don't be unfair to your own employer like you know and say in the evenings i'm going to do something else uh, and that's the mantra we even carry today like you know yeah, like yeah. 100% focused on clevertap just by design that's awesome yeah. that's yeah. awesome is it still about solving a problem of you know nobody else has get all the data at the same place build mm-hmm. those insights is there something else now that's driving you guys i i think it's the vision is so large that it will take like maybe a couple of decades to solve it fully right so have we solved it in 10 years like you know i mean we are all impatient but to be fair we've not really like you know we have solved part of the problem uh, not just getting data i mean you have to invent technologies that will make sure the data is in one place and you can uh, purpose it for several things but also like you know the real world like how do you make sure that you change customer behavior like you know the way they run their businesses you know they're used to buying products in silos like you know hey let me go buy an analytics product let me go find an email solution let me go find someone who can do whatsapp for me to say hold on you actually don't need this disparate Siloed products. You can actually have one platform, yeah. right? That can solve everything for you with the underlying power of data. So I think that we have achieved success, uh, you know, to an extent. But it itself lends itself to like you know much bigger uh, product and much bigger opportunities. So I think we are focused on that. I think next ten years, like you know, I'd probably be happy to say that you know we are somewhere close to achieving it. Yeah. But uh, it's a it's a multi-decade journey. I would say. You know, least. one of the things that drew me to you guys in the first place was. Uh, it was very popular for everyone to just build products from india for the rest of the world mm-hmm. and you're doing that as well today but you guys were very focused on actually the india the broader asia opportunity mm-hmm. mobile first uh, massive you know volumes of whether the customer is you know hotstar or gojek just crazy volumes of of uh, users and usage and in many ways the next 10 years is also an opportunity for the India first product the Asia first the mobile first product to actually dominate and win globally right mm-hmm. so in many ways if you succeed now it won't be about trying to cater to what the west wanted mm-hmm. it'll be a little bit of you know here's what the future was which was mobile right. first and high yeah. uh, volume and i'm going to bring it to the rest of the world so yeah. actually i'm very excited about that part of actually us winning globally which yeah. to be fair we're still in the early days of yeah, right? yeah yeah very early days and i can take that mohit i mean uh, one thing is this uh, you know we are living in the most innovative like era that has ever come to mankind in some ways and to your point like the the india you know the east broadly even india right specifically 
there's so much exposure, like in terms of scale, like you said, right? N number of people coming on the internet, the diversity of people, right? There is a India one, India two, all of these things. Southeast Asia has hundreds of languages, you know? So the diversity of like uh, the business we are in to understand yeah. the user better and, you know, to sort of try to give that user the best experience, there is no better opportunity than this sort of market in many ways. Um, and in some ways, this is actually the harder problem to solve. So, you know, yeah. in the agile development world, they say, you know, take the hardest problem first because that's your sort of longest, uh, you know, pole in the tent, so to speak, and then everything else comes naturally. So I think we've, we've you know, maybe not by great vision and design, but just because of, you know, where we were when we started the company with Network 18, etc. It's just given us a tremendous sure. advantage almost. So we are really looking forward to, awesome. to the ride. You know, I, I just wanted to add, like, you know, the vision is not just mobile first, but it transcends beyond like mobile, right? You know, to every channel, so to say, I mean, this is tech speak, but like every channel that you access, right? So even if you walk into a physical store, yeah. right, you should get the exact same experience. Sure. They should know who you are, you know, everything mm -hmm. that you've done in the past. If you go online through a desktop browser, like, you know, you should, they should, the brand should know who you are, what you've done. So I think from a vision perspective, that's what I said, like, you know, it's not just, you know, hey, we have, you know, we are on, we are, the SDK is in the app and we are good, right? It actually goes much beyond. And I think we are now kind of skirting at the edges of, you know, like, hey, can we take this to the next level? Like, you know, provide a more complete solution. Uh, across that, all channels. Across all channels, yeah. like, you know, people these days, like, you know, I've seen my kids and, uh, you know, I'm sure uh, yours too, like, you know, they, they chat all the time, like no one's on the desktop, right. no one's browsing through, you know, stores, they're buying on Instagram. So right. can we make that experience complete through some of these uh, channels? Sure. So these are newer channels, right, uh, that show up. Makes sense. Mm. I want to shift gears. Um, you know, when I started investing uh, more than 10 years ba back, a lot of the opportunity was in the consumer businesses being built in India. Mm -hmm. uh, think the Zomatos, the Oyos, the Olas and so on and so forth. But now, more than 50% of what we invest and what we think of as the best investments in this part of the world are companies who are building product in India, but really servicing customers all over the world, mm. right? Mm. And you guys were very early to do that. So, Nil, you've always been based in the uh, in the valley and Anand's been, along with Suresha, based in Bombay. Mm -hmm. And you've had this corridor. Mm -hmm. Talk a little bit, because I think a lot of young founders are going through that journey right now. Like, mm. should we continue to have the center of gravity in India? Should we move it to the US? Uh, how do we sort of address the front end with, you know, uh, understanding the pulse of what goes on there and mm -hmm. having the right kind of sales and marketing organization, but then how will it tie back mm -hmm. to product and engineering? Talk a little bit about things that have worked, things that have not worked as you guys sort of built this cross-border kind of mm -hmm. business model and organization. So here's what it is like, you know, I mean, you, you asked it in the question itself, like, you know, build for the world. And that does not mean build for the West or build for the more mature markets. When you're building for the world, you start with the markets that are easier for your product. And let me explain what easier means. It means that you can go sell easily to that market and get in an early stage company, get closer feedback loops, you know. So your customers are not halfway across the world from where your company is based. And you're not like, you know, saying, okay, well, I can only reach this person like, you know, 12 and a half hours later, like, you know, can I go talk to my customer? Can I, you know, in Mumbai speak, like, you know, can I take an auto rickshaw and then head over? To this person's office and yeah. get it straight like you know so it's not through multiple layers of customer success then some escalation you get an email or a ticket can i go talk to my customer early stages right specifically so i think that's what helped us build and shape the product like you know what we did was in the early days so you know we all have exposure we have all lived uh, worked in the us uh, and we happened to meet here in mumbai of all places but we said you know hey can we sell it to india 
most of the you know mindset of you know hey i'll build it here in india uh, and sell it to the west comes from a time or an era when there was no domestic market there was no market Correct. in india mm -hmm. right and there was a big problem of you know hey i'm only going to buy more mature products i think we have a massively thriving ecosystem and that has opened up the market sure. so to early stage companies i would say find your right market like you know it could be southeast asia could be india could be the us like you know or or europe or somewhere else uh, and but make sure that you are getting like you know early feedback from customers because a lot of that product shaping will depend on that how you shape your product what it finally becomes so you have a vision like you know vision is always like a dream like you know you remember some parts of it not the complete part of it i think your customers will help you make it concrete like you know give yeah. it a good structure so i think that's my thing i think it's it's basically hard if the founders are split apart right like and and i think there are two things at least for us maybe that's made it work one is the trust that we have you know it's 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 extremely i don't know how you do without it honestly yeah. because but you know uh, but it's something that we've built right i mean it's incredible the amount of sort of trust and how much on the same you know human page we are on the second thing i was going to say is this sort of you know discipline of like you know a having separate roles mm. and b being like we literally used to do a daily stand up like no matter what like 7:15 in the morning every day for like 8 years now i mean every day we don't even talk about business mohit but yeah. the but the fact that you know we are there uh, for each other and no matter what comes like in the middle of the day you're thinking of a problem i'm sitting in the bay area and like something's in my mind yeah. i know like 7:30 am you know i'm going to be in front of these guys and you know i can bring it up right so i think and and i think you know it's a little underrated but this clarity of roles between founders mm. i think is very Same important more. so i'll tell you year one before even our seed round of funding yeah. it was just the three of us coding our roles were very clear i mean i was the 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 lamest engineer so i was doing the <laughs> html css anand was putting together the infrastructure the aws the middleware all of that stuff and suresh was building our you know complicated database mm. tesseract db all of that stuff so so that was our coding roles and we were never interfering in in a way with each other but we had to do that and then as we grew right like suresh has always been running technology and that's been right. a steady rock and you know that's been from day one and it's incredible that we have that right but you know anand was then moved to our biz dev guy right so yeah. he was out there in the world taking planes you know attending conferences opening doors and nobody else like kind of competed with anand we never had these things where you know where the roles actually clashed or we or we sort of you know came into like oh that part is winning so we all three migrate mm. into into mm. that function or anything like that Concept, giving space is a big thing and along each I person i think giving really... space and knowing our responsibilities whether yeah. it's for the year whether it's for the next two years whether it's for like yeah. the next five minutes is important i think i have two more things to add like you know number one is uh, you have to absolutely speak your mind in the early days if you mm. don't know your founders very well you know you sometimes you try to drop subtle hints mm -hmm. or you you know like you know hey what if this you know your idea is not so great you know i think the fastest way to earn trust is to speak your mind don't sugar coat it because yeah not only your startup's happiness but your own personal happiness depends on like you know you speaking up so speak up you know to your own founders be brutal don't sugar coat don't it. beat around the bush yeah. say it straight and direct there is no sugar coating with me like you know mm. and uh, and i uh, strong opinions like you know certain things so i'll speak my mind however the decision maker is clear for a particular role mm. right so no matter how much i have an idea of how we should do certain things if it is sunil's responsibility to do it like you know he decides like you know how it is going to happen like similar for technology right i can give an opinion to suresh sunil suresh decides like you know what stack are we using or who we hire and so on and so forth anand can have an opinion 
and that's great and they know that it's going to come like straight uh, but so that's that like you know that what it does is it establishes extreme trust yeah and you know like your uh, you know i was reading your blog on uh, you know your climb to the everest base camp uh, you have to trust like you know people you have to trust people that you are going to go out so i think that's very important uh, rest will all mutate change adjust yeah you know morph but these are two uh, you know indelible like things Let, let's move the conversation forward and i'm asking you to reflect on some of your best hires some of the folks who have really moved the needle in the in the firm over the last uh, you know 5 or 10 years have there been situations where you've been pleasantly surprised you never really saw this in a particular person but something pleasantly surprised you or vice versa where you had this best pedigree person but just didn't fit in or didn't work out yeah. mm-hmm. reflect a little bit on some of the pragmatic advice you have for someone who's building a team from scratch so all of the above <laughs> is the <laughs> is the answer really mohit so i feel one of the biggest uh, like at least what surprises me or you know the unexpected sort of high in a way is when people can sort of cross the cross their own cap or their bar or whatever right you think you know somebody is done you know 5 million dollars of revenue or 10 million dollars of revenue just to sales because it's easy to easy to sort yeah. of quantify um and you suddenly see the person you know really going at 25 at 40 you know like that kind of the upsides beat in sales beat in engineering or beat like you know globally we've expanded a lot so somebody with only pure sort of india or asia experience when yeah. you see them sort of blossom into you know global you know things that they've not done before I think that has been at least my biggest highs. You hire an India head and you see the person taking over multiple regions uh, whether it's on the marketing side whether it's on the sales side you know these are yeah. really good. You hire a a, a back end engineer to, who only knows java to do something specific and now you know they are up into the data science and the nice. AI models and all of yeah. this stuff. So those have been the real like pleasures of it you know because again as founders we have not crossed or conquered these barriers before right so yeah. at least uh, you know i i feel you know we we are also learning every day every is there a day. system to this madness called recruiting where you find all these candidates they all put their best foot forward in a 30 45 minute interview have you cracked it have you been able to find a better way to so. identify yes. that talent both of us are nodding the head in no, the negative no. wish there was a formula yeah. there is no formula right and over the years i become wiser i thought that i had cracked it but as you and some hires work out some don't like you yeah. know at all levels like not just yeah not just at the junior levels like you know even at the c level like yeah. you know not everyone has worked out for us uh, you know yeah uh, and for different reasons but i think uh, uh, like software they say or like a startup like you know fail fast so if you know something is not working out uh, you know you have to quickly react to it the the more the span the person is responsible for the more it will get affected right so yeah uh, you know if you're hiring a c level and that does not work out like you know everyone yeah. under that person plus the leadership plus investors you know everyone will will have questions around you know hey what did you do so i think even for hiring like you know some the startup is going through its own journey of finding the trail like for example for us like you know can we sell in india can we sell to the largest of the corporations in india which door do we knock uh, you know how do we collect payments like you know what is their own pay uh, similarly for the person that you hired in the leadership position head of india sales or you know C level CXO CFOs CROs you know whatever like CHROs they are also like in an unknown world they may have come from a a much more established organization processes mm-hmm. everything is working you know more stable company here everything changes every i would say 12 months or 6 months mm-hmm. yeah right uh, you double the size of the company uh, in terms of uh, revenue for example in the early days 
or you you know hire more people you open random new office like you know in some bogota and none of us know how to do it with that like you know should we hire them on our so a lot of unknowns like you know yeah. and then there are people yeah. who will adapt better to these unknowns and there are people who are say no no hold on um i don't want to like deal with this so yeah. i think you have to figure I, out i think hiring the right people is the hardest like anand said it's the damage could be like two quarters it could be like a year depending on the level yeah. you know where you hire right and for a mishire and you don't want to be impatient with people that you brought on board Correct. right so there's always a little bit you know a quarter or two like okay this will get figured out and you know we'll help we'll guide um and i think this especially as we we've grown from you know being nothing to like 10 years 600 plus employees uh, and i think this is the hardest problem really but i'll give you guys credit on this one i think the uh, your ability to not uh, get emotional don't let egos come in the way have a straight talk take a very rational approach to saying almost an engineering approach to say who's the best person to do this job when you guys actually you know got siddharth and yeah. all of that most founders would not find it that easy to be able to have a very yeah. rational data driven mm -hmm. uh, objective way of you know saying hey i want to go get someone else who's world class to actually mm -hmm. assist me in areas that are my blind spots yeah. let's bring it back to you guys like if i if i tapped you on the shoulder 3 years back versus today and i'm asking you these kinds of questions where has been your own journey like where have you advanced the most where do you feel now that you're more aware of your own blind mm -hmm. spots so for me i think you know personally we got siddharth you know new ceo etc on board right and 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 to me personally that sort of journey of letting go has mm. been i want to say like the hardest journey in some mm. ways because you know a very hands on founder i'm like in the weeds and i'm yeah. like very detail oriented and and all of that stuff and and somehow to to develop this patience of you know let the organization build and you know it's it's actually better and and you know last year actually you because of that learning go because i was not day to day operationally involved we we've got you know two massive projects done right we did this acquisition of lean plum which which if just i was in the operational rut daily of running the company it would just not have been possible you know our series d funding you know yeah. thank you for the contributions but we got cdpq we got ifl you yeah. know onto the investment team again yeah. if i really grow into this like being the founder that is outward facing that is really the face of the company outside i think clevertap will actually uh, benefit a lot your hardest day or hardest time at clevertap very unlike him it's very hard for me to let go mm. uh, and i wish i could say i've mellowed down uh, after 10 <laughs> years i'm not i probably don't uh, plan to uh, but in all honesty uh, i think hardest uh, has been when when the product does not work for customers like you know and mm. it's not every day is like a, you know it's not hunky dory every day is a great day for us there are times like you know when there are bugs or the system is down etc like you know and you got to deal with it it's a little restlessness like you know hey how can i fix this how can i make this work like you know someone paid us someone trusted us you know with the uh, this software saying that okay this is going to solve my business x need y need like you know yeah. how can we let them down like you know can we make this work so some of those days like you know are the hardest i'd say mm -hmm. otherwise i'm unperturbed like you know maybe um, I don't really care like Look I've been asking all the questions so thanks for just being straight up and <laughs> candid your turn What's a good thing for uh, a young investor who's investing into you know SaaS or or global companies from India to know things that you feel like I could have done better things that you feel as an investor group uh, we could have been uh, more helpful to someone like you guys uh, mm -hmm. on your journey Just talk freely openly around I want to ask you a question like you know so I'm not sure about young investors but I this is actually would be helpful for people who are uh, you know listening to this uh, what made you invest 
in a company where the product was just being made mm. uh, we had obviously zero revenue mm. uh, we were in a dingy little office mm. uh, we have never raised before so it's not like you know hey pedigree or second third time founders in the sense where you have an exit etc like what did you see uh, <laughs> or how did you think about this other thing <laughs> i don't know i've i've always been quite drawn to uh, people who can articulate a problem and uh, you know in a very nuanced way can sort of almost know the three or four challenges that they're likely to have in front of them as they try and build a product in a particular market to go do it and i felt you guys having your exactly what you talk about network 18 a uh, set of experiences you guys came across exactly like that proverbial founder who was pissed off at the world because nothing was existing out there to solve his own problem and then when he solved his or her own problem hmm. he found like a massive amount of people who struggled with the same thing and i think that appeals to me a lot is as a hmm. personal investing style to find people who can articulate the problem with the nuanced detail that explains why the existing solutions just aren't going to cut it yeah. so you know just quality of people that i work mm-hmm. with i would say get attracted to the to the problem statement and to the founders that are sort of going after it mm-hmm. those two at least were big check boxes for me from what i remember but but come back to my question yeah. do's and don'ts for investment uh, folks who are trying to build the yeah. next big clever tap for the longest time we had the you know we had absolutely zero idea what go to market meant mm. so and I, we would discuss this and this thing gtm thing that these guys <laughs> keep bringing up <laughs> asking every time like, why don't they focus on the product like you know so i think <laughs> but i think uh, yeah. the help around that you know the you know you brought in some experts you know uh, to help us out with that i think that was very uh, helpful to us hmm. uh, you know uh, being a sounding board for a lot of stupid ideas or you know hey i thought of something like you know mm-hmm. can i run it by you just being patient around this and uh, i think having time for us also is very important mm. you know it's not uh, that it's not easy for you know either side like you know uh, but having time to hear out like you know logically reason so mm-hmm. things i remember for the longest time we did not have any board meetings uh, because you know there's no revenue there's no mis or whatever like you know so yeah. what i going to talk about so i think that time helped us shape like you know that give us some shape to the idea if we were in a rush to like you know hey monetize 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 you know mvp ship it go find a sales guy etc a lot of the investors i see uh, again i Uh, this is anecdotal like you know not that i'm on any board or any investor or whatever like they are in a rush to monetize they are in a rush and i keep saying this i have said this mm-hmm. like you know what's the big rush to grow up you know so this phase where you have a smaller company investors are patient like you know take your time figure out what will work yeah mm-hmm. don't be in a rush don't say oh i have you know compiled my code let's ship it hire the sales guy expand and all that so i think that patience is very important and we saw that with you uh, and that was very helpful for us i think with you know i should add that i think there are a few things like one is you keep us real i mean honestly like you're very focused on what's ahead you had always had us thinking about like the next step or the next two steps ahead you know whether we've thought about it all the time or not is debatable <laughs> but i think you've kept it you know a forward facing and secondly real you're like the indian parent you know you get <laughs> you you get 99 marks out of 100 uh, and you ask about what what happened to that one mark and how many other people in school got 100 out of 100 but you know it's good it it actually uh, it is motivational in many ways it, I don't know. It's it's beyond my pay grade to give advice to investors, <laughs> but I think this keep it real, yeah. and you know, on on both sides, right? Uh, like appreciate, but also you know, you you hit the knuckles when you know governance is not quite right, or you need to grow up, or you know there is something that you guys are missing. I can give an example of that. Like you know, so for the longest time, uh, Mohit was unhappy about uh, you know the gross margin. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> and we thought we were sailing, we we're cruising through like you know with the mid fifties, like you know it's yeah. great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and he was unhappy, and we had uh, you know we had squeezed AWS out, like you know we had like running the servers to the maximum capacity. Suresh was pulling his hair out. You know everything was great, like you know. But you were the ones who were like, guys, you can't run like a company. You have to aspire to like a better gross margin, etc. And then after. A lot of think. I mean, thinking is not even the right word. Like massive thinking. Like you know, we came up with this thing that we need to innovate. Hmm. We need to invent something that has not been done before. And all the data technology. So our data technology then was in version two. Hmm. But we need to just not just you know think about more efficiency of the servers. We need to like fundamentally like do something different. And I think that led to Tesseract DB. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, amazing. Which becomes the core of like you know whatever we do now. So I think thank you for that. Like so that's no, the positive. You. Like, you, you guys know, like, did the hard work. We did the easy, <laughs> yeah, yeah. easy part. Hopefully, next 10 years when we're going through the motions and we're going to be public someday, we're going to be success and whatever success means. But thank you so much for your friendship and the ability for us to partner. Thank, thank you. you very much. Thank you, Mohit, for everything. You've been listening to Sunil Thomas and Anand Jain of Clevertap in conversation with Mohit Bhatnagar, Managing Director here at Peak 15. I'm Dewi Fabri, and for more interesting startup stories, visit our website, peak15.com, or follow us on your favorite podcast platform.